and Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalid al-Masih the fifth, Ayyadullah Ta'ala ibn Israel Aziz stated, Over the previous few days, Allah the Exalted enabled us to participate in the Jalsa Salana of Germany and Belgium. As the viewers of MTA across the world would have seen, and you also would have witnessed that both the gatherings were very blessed by the grace of Allah the Exalted. The Jamaat in Germany is bigger. Moreover, Hazrat Khalib Tumasi the fourth Rahimahullah had been participating in the Jalsa Salana Germany for many years in the past, and now I am also participating. Hence, the administration of the Jalsa Salana in Germany has become organized to a considerable degree now. Many guests from abroad come there as well. In addition to those from the surrounding Eastern European countries, people from other countries also come to participate in the Jalsa Salana. This year, even people from some African countries participated. Like it has always been the case with Jalsas, by the grace of Allah the Exalted, guests from abroad are positively impressed by our Jalsas, and they express this too.
Hence, the participants of the Jalsa in Germany, as well as Belgium, expressed their positive remarks regarding the community. They praised the organization of the Jalsa and its general atmosphere immensely. Some of those who have participated previously have come again and said that only after attending the Jalsa they have understood what the true teachings of Islam are. and that the extremely horrific image of Islam as portrayed by the media before the world is completely false, and that the conduct of true Muslims is completely contrary to this image presented. While participating in the Jalsa, these people observe every worker, officer, and in fact every Ahmadi very minutely, to see how their conduct is. Even if a teaching is good, but the conduct of the followers of that teaching is not good, then such a teaching cannot create a positive impact. Thus, as I have said before numerous times, all volunteers and participants take part in silent tabligh in this way. They remove wrong impressions and reservations regarding Islam from the minds of non-Muslims. They also remove the misconceptions which have been created by so-called scholars of Islam through false propaganda from the hearts of the Muslims. Although people say regarding us that Ahmadis are, God forbid, not Muslims, and that we do not recite the Kalima, and that we do not believe the Holy Prophet to be the final Prophet, and do not believe him to be Khatam and Nabiyin, and they even allege that Ahmadis have a different Quran. However, many of those Muslims, when they meet Ahmadis and observe the atmosphere of the Jalsa, all these false perceptions are removed. And they also express these feelings. The Muslims who came to Germany also expressed this, and so did those from Arab countries. Pakistan, India and other places. Likewise, they also praise the work of the volunteer workers. These participants laud their conduct. By the grace of Allah the Exalted, all these things were also witnessed at the Jalsa in Belgium. That Jalsa was also very blessed and successful. Despite being a small Jamaat, and despite the fact that the number of guests in attendance exceeded the number of the entire Jamaat, as I mentioned in the concluding address, 
they managed to organize everything in a very good manner. I attended the Jalsa Salana after 14 years. And for this reason, they were really worried and nervous as they lacked experience. However, by the grace of Allah the Almighty, they made excellent arrangements. Although there were not many non-Muslims in attendance, but the ones that were present immensely appreciated the Jalsa arrangements and the work being carried out by the Ahmadiyya community in Belgium. and towards establishing world peace. Wherever the Ahmadiyya community is established, it instills an exemplary impression upon others by the grace of Allah the Almighty and becomes a source of preaching. Therefore, every member of the Ahmadiyya community should be cognizant of the importance of improving their condition after taking the Pledge of Allegiance. Our every gathering and convention has a significant impact on the local people of the area, regardless of where it is taking place. The Ijtima of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Youth Association UK is commencing today. In this regard, I would like to remind the youth to conduct themselves in such a manner that leaves an impeccable impression on the local people. May Allah the Almighty bless this gathering and may he remove some of the weather-related concerns and worries that they have and bring about good weather. I would like to express my gratitude to the volunteers of both the conventions in Belgium and in Germany. They serve the attendees of these conventions according to their means and abilities. In the same manner, all the members of the community who attended this event should also thank the volunteers. Those who present themselves for the service of the guests of the Promised Messiah are from various backgrounds and possess different temperaments. There was a shortage of volunteers in Belgium, but as I mentioned before, they performed their duties in an excellent manner. The volunteers should also be grateful to Allah the Almighty that he granted them the opportunity to serve. They should also prepare themselves for the future and ponder over their weaknesses and shortcomings and think of ways to improve them for the upcoming years.
the administration and the officials should review their plans and note down all the red book point items in order to make sure that the same mistakes are not repeated in the future. In the past, there were complaints about the volunteers of Jalsa in Germany that they, they do not smile and that they do not treat others in a good manner and are generally strict. This year, the report about them on the whole is positive. They should try to make further improvements in this regard in the coming years. I would like to direct your attention towards an oversight. This occurred in the Men's Jalsagar during a session when a poem was recited. It was in reference to my home or home. The way in which this was sung was wrong. Our stage is not a stage for dramatization where poems can be recited in such a manner. We should always keep our values in mind and should not adopt ways that are different from our core values. Secondly, the organizers of the Jalsa programs should always make sure that the poems recited during Jalsa sessions are by the promised Messiah and his Khulafa, and no other poems should be recited. There is a need to pay special attention towards this matter. I had directed the attention of Afsar Jalsa about this matter at the time. Now I will present some remarks by guests from which we can see that the blessings of the convention does not only impact Ahmadis, rather it affects others as well. A non-Ahmadi imam of a mosque in Bosnia was in attendance for the convention. During a small gathering about preaching before the convention, he stated, I would like to research about the Ahmadi community myself in order to establish a correct opinion about it based on personal knowledge. He is a very open-hearted imam and he was also invited to convention for this reason. Then, after spending some time at the convention, he says, After spending some time amongst Ahmadis, I have come to the conclusion that you are the ones who are propagating the true teachings of Islam in the way it is meant to be carried out. He paid attention to the entire proceedings of the convention. After the convention, he was taken for a tour of Jami Ahmadiyya Germany along with other members of the delegation, about which he stated, Alas, the Muslims have struggled far behind in religious and worldly education. On the one side, I saw during the convention that the Imam of the Ahmadiyya community was distributing certificates to those male and female students who had obtained prominent results in academia, and in this manner he was encouraging the spirit of advancing in worldly education. On the other hand, after a tour of Jamia, I realized how the Jamaat is striving for the propagation of religious knowledge ever since the beginning of the system of caliphate, and how it is progressing in this field with such magnificent equilibrium. The Ahmadiyya community is striving to resuscitate the lost reputation of the Muslims. 
He also had an audience with me afterwards and mentioned that he would like to read Brahina Hamdiya and Tazkara. I advised him that instead of reading Tazkara, he should read the philosophy of the teachings of Islam and the invitation to Ahmadiyyat. These books would provide him with more of an introduction to Ahmadiyyat, the Promised Messiah's character, his knowledge and insight, and Allah's, the Almighty's support for him. A lady in the Bosnian delegation, whose name is Momra Sahiba, states, This was my first time attending the convention and meeting with His Holiness. The days of the convention went by so suddenly that I did not even realize. Alas, I wish the days of the convention had lasted a bit longer. I wish to attend every convention of the Ahmadiyya community. There was a guest from Montenegro who had a weak eyesight. He states, My eyesight is weak. However, after attending the convention, I have witnessed everything through the eyes of my heart. I return now after satiating my spirit with this convention. People in my country have turned far away from faith and religion, and they have no idea about spirituality. However, during the convention, I felt that God is present and His blessings are descending here in the shape of peace, security and satisfaction of the heart and I also obtained some part of it. This year, a delegation of 56 people from Bulgaria participated in the Jalsa Slana Germany out of which 31 of them were non-Ahmadi guests who also met with me. Karilka Saiba, a member of this delegation, shared her impressions and said, I have attended many programs, but there was a spiritual and a peaceful environment at the convention of the Ahmadiyya movement, which will stay with me forever and grant me comfort. People had love and respect in their hearts for us, and one could discern the extent of their faith through their eyes at how pious these people are. The address of His Holiness left a deep impact on my heart. I wept throughout His address and felt that a new life has begun for me. I shall strive now to live my life in the light of these teachings mentioned by His Holiness. I am grateful for you for giving me the opportunity to attain benefit from this spiritual environment. These people are not even aware of Ahmadiyyad, but they are influenced from this environment and the convention becomes a source of blessings for them as well. A Christian lady named Karismila Sahiba says, I attended the convention with my husband and children. I have never seen such an organized system of hospitality. I learned a great deal about showing respect to parents and training children and will incorporate these things in life. I was amazed at the amount of respect displayed by men towards women. In Christianity, I have not observed such level of respect towards women. I thank you and request for your prayers. So this is a lesson for men as well, to not only be respectful with women during the days of the convention, 
Rather, according to the teachings which Allah the Almighty bestowed upon us, dishonor should always be in their hearts. A Muslim named Muhammad Yusuf attended the Jalsa. He states, This is the first time I have attended the Jalsa. The misconceptions that I heard regarding the Jamaat were all removed by the atmosphere of the Jalsa. There was peace everywhere and the teachings of the Holy Quran and the Hadith were ever present. The message of love for all, hatred for none left a deep impact on me. There was tranquility everywhere. I especially felt a lot of peace during the speeches of the Caliph. It was during the Jalsa when I decided that I would enter the fold of Ahmadiyyat. I had many personal problems. However, when I attended the Jalsa, all my problems began to resolve themselves. Now I will further spread the message of the Jamaat. Then there are impressions of the Latvian delegation. A medical student from Latvia was in attendance. He states, It is a great honor for me to attend the Germany Jalsa. I feel that this is a gathering of such people who are strong in faith, who are content, affectionate and peaceful. It was astonishing how everyone was paying attention during the speeches and was engaged in their duties. It was a great honor to meet the Caliph. He spoke regarding the immigrants, regarding Islam, and the fear that the people have about Islam. I am extremely happy that the Ahmadiyya community is giving the world a message of peace and brotherhood, and in Germany it is emphasizing on friendly neighborhoods and service. There is a non-Ahmadi Pakistani in Latvia who is obtaining a master's. He also attended the Jalsa. He states, I came to Latvia from Pakistan just last month after obtaining a student visa. I was given an invitation to attend the Jalsa, which I accepted after some hesitation. When I arrived at the Jalsa Gar, I was left speechless at the arrangements as there were many attendees. The organizers were very beautifully and carefully taking care of everything. There were many people in the Jalsa Gar, which included many guests from different countries and also non-Muslim guests who were invited so that they could witness Islam for themselves. I have never received so much love, respect, honor and hospitality in my life as I have received here. I was pleased that this would have a positive impact on the non-Muslims. And this way they will try to come towards the religion of Islam. As I am not an Ahmadi, I also had the same doubts that Muslims of other sects have. However, after listening to the speeches, seeing the kalima written and offering prayers, I did not see any difference. Everything we do, the Ahmadis also do the same. Their kalima is the same, their prayers are the same, and the Quran is the same. The most important thing was the finality of prophethood, which has left me to wonder whether I should deem the sect I follow to be true or the Ahmadi sect. The greatest benefit that I have had is that I have personally sat with Ahmadis and seen everything for myself and have heard everything for myself. 
Now I will personally research into the essence of Islam and the finality of prophethood. I really enjoyed the speeches of the Khalifa, especially the final day's speech. The rest of the Muslims merely say words. He states, These have been the best four days of my life. The rest of the Muslims merely utter words and spread hate. However, here I have only experienced love, respect and honour. There were some non-Muslim friends with me who were deeply impressed by the respect and honour that they were given by the Ahmadiyya community. The organising team, whoever they were, spoke with great love and respect. They managed such a large event in a beautiful manner. I would like to thank them from the depths of my heart. Then a Sri Lankan lecturer from the University of Agriculture in Latvia who attended the Jalsa states, It is true that I was slightly apprehensive when I decided to attend the Jalsa as I thought there may be a terrorist attack at this event. However, when I saw the security at the Jalsa, I felt that nothing could harm any of the people attending the Jalsa. Nonetheless, it is the grace of Allah the Exalted that He Himself makes means for our security. He further states, I really appreciate the security at this event, though I have many Sri Lankan Muslim friends. However, belonging to a Buddhist family, he was a follower of the Buddhist faith. I did not have much knowledge of Islam. This Jalsa has given me the teachings of the true Islam and has enlightened me regarding the other sects. It has cleared the difference between Ahmadis and other sects. The best thing that I have learnt is that the Ahmadiyya community is a loving community and I really commend this. The administration of the community has left me in awe. This means that your community can lead the world in the right direction. A student from Latvia named Gloria attended for the first time and it was also the first time she participated in any Muslim event. She says, I really liked everything, the food, the drink and everything else. The people were all well-mannered and the women on duty always met us with a smile on their face. Even though the most complaints regarding this came from the women, she is saying that the women were always meeting with a smile on their face. It really pleased me to see everyone, the young and old, working hard to maintain the levels of cleanliness around them. So this was also something I was pleased with. I felt really at ease. I can clearly recall when I looked up at the screen and saw that in the men's marquee all the men were placing their hands on each other's shoulder. She is describing the bed ceremony. Having participated in this conference, my views on Islam have completely changed and I am pleased to know that even now we have such people who want the betterment of the world. Another woman who came with the Latvian delegation was Anastasia. Regarding my separate address to the non-Muslims, she says, I really enjoyed it. Everything he said was correct. The men and women were together in one place. 
there were approximately a thousand guests from different places, and there were about four to five hundred German guests. She then says, I went to the men's hall to listen to this address, and the rest of the time I spent in the women's hall. To sit among the men, I felt embarrassed, and it felt strange to me to not have a headscarf covering my head. Hence, this should in itself give confidence to those girls, as she is saying she felt embarrassed to not be wearing her headscarf or to take it off. Despite being a Christian, she came and said that she felt embarrassed to be sitting amongst the men without a headscarf. A lawyer from Kosovo expressed his sentiments, saying, To see the organization of the Jalsa felt like everyone was going about carrying out their duties in obedience to Khilafat. All disobedience was due to the love of that person who is the Khalifa of the Ahmadiyya community. He says, I had the opportunity to meet the Caliph. Each and every member of the community is united. There are other events like this in Kosovo. But participating in this jalsa gives you a completely different feeling where people from all colors and backgrounds are attending and everyone is being taken care of according to their needs. This lawyer is not an Ahmadi. There was a physics professor in the Kosovo delegation. Mr. Arbor Sahib says, It was unbelievable to see everyone gathering in one place and all have their needs catered for. I paid great attention to all the organization of the Jalsa as to how everything was running in an organized fashion and everyone's needs were tended to. To every task there were people assigned. I also had the chance to visit the Langar and I met someone there who had been working for the last 22 years in peeling onions and for the last 22 years he has been using the same knife. He told me that the reason why he kept this knife for 22 years was that Hazrat Khalid Tunmasih the fourth Rahimahullah used this knife and placed his hand on it. This left a good impression on him. The delegation from Georgia, which consisted of 38 members, attended the Jalsa in Germany. Two of them were bishops, two were muftis, leaders of Sunni and Shia groups, and the rest were non-Ahmadi guests. A non-Ahmadi member of this delegation, who is an imam of a mosque, Mr. Jambul Sahib says, I am an imam of a mosque in Georgia and I have come to Germany at the invitation of the Ahmadiyya community. I have learned many new things about Islam which I was unaware of before. He then says in regards to me, I will always remember one phrase that it is our duty to help mankind. The religion of Islam is peace and peace only. Coming here, we have learned of the true teachings of Islam. One woman, Mrs. Liku Saiba, says, I would like to thank each and every worker for the arrangements of the Jalsa. Another lady, Mrs. Arma Saiba, says, I attended the women's program today and I was shocked as to how the women were running and managing everything. I was amazed that the women were also carrying out the security checks and all this pleased me. I thank you very much. She then says, I also watched the women's program today. 
I was really surprised as to how much attention is paid to the education and moral upbringing of the women. And the biggest thing for me was that the Caliph was handing out academic awards to the women. Another guest from Georgia, who is a Muslim, and the chairman of a Muslim organization, says, It was a great honor for us to attend this jalsa. I experienced spirituality and brotherhood here. I feel that this was a wonderful opportunity for us to come here and benefit from it. Another guest, Muhammad Akbar Sahib, says, From my childhood I have been hearing that the Mahdi will come who will change the world, and we remained in waiting for him. Now this is the first time I am hearing that the Mahdi we have been waiting for has come and gone, and now the system of his khulafa is in place. I will now study the literature of the community, and I hope to find satisfaction in it. And there is a bishop who also attended the Jalsa here. He expressed his views and was very impressed by the Jalsa he attended. He is the person who was dressed in a blue cloak. A priest of the Protestant church in Hungary also attended the Jalsa. Apart from his religious duties, he is very active in welfare work. He says, I am a Christian, but attending your Jalsa, I felt a new lease of spirituality, and I return afreshed. This charging helps me in my tasks throughout the year. He has attended previously as well. He says, I return charged and this aids me throughout the year in all my work. The missionary there says that due to this person not only does the, his village know about the community, but his whole circle of friends also came to know about it and new avenues are opening for the community to convey the message through him. Mr. Awarga Sahib of Hungary, who works in the refugee camp office, says, The Jalsa is an occasion similar to when a person witnesses something extraordinary. They become awestruck and are left trembling inside. In the same way, when the slogans were being raised, it seemed that the Imam would now give an instruction and the audience would answer and do something as if they were waiting for his command. Right at the beginning I felt scared. It is rare to have such crowds in Hungary. Even if there were 100 people, within an hour there would be some altercation. Yet before this, I have never seen a group of a thousand peaceful members. Mrs. Elona, a director of the financial department of the refugee camps in Hungary, says, After seeing all the arrangements of the Jalsa, she asked how can all the expenses of the Jalsa be fulfilled. She was then informed of the efforts of our community and the system of Chanda. She was very amazed by this. She then says, The Jalsa is such an event which cleanses one from within and leaves you feeling light. Now this is a woman who is not an Ahmadi or a Muslim for that case. But she is saying that when you attend this function, it feels as if you have been clean from within and become very light. Even though children are scared to swim in the beginning, it is absolutely necessary for them. The same thing happens when you see the Jalsa Hall. As mentioned earlier, the Jalsa has a positive effect on others as well. Among the hungry delegation was Mrs. Wafa Sahiba, a Syrian medical doctor 
attended this jalsa. She was very enthusiastic on the second day when she listened to the address to the women's in the women's marquee. Thereafter, she listened to my address to the external guests in the men's hall. She says, I was happy in the women's marquee, so please take me back to the women's hall. During the visit to Jamia, she paid great interest to books in the library and saw the Islamic books. When she came out, she said every verse was appropriate and fitting to pointing to the verse written on the building of Jamia. She said, look how this is written in the right place. The verse is, وَأَشْرَقَتِ الْأَرْضُ بِنُورِ رَبِّهَا There was also a delegation from Macedonia which came to attend the Germany Jalsa. There, 83 people had participated and 50 of those travelled 2,000 kilometres by bus over 34 hours to attend. The rest of them attended by other modes of transport. 21 of these attendees were Ahmadis, 29 non-Ahmadi Muslims and 14 Christians. Among these guests was the mayor of one of the major cities. Six journalists of four different news channels also attended and recorded over the three days of Jalsa. They conducted interviews with some guests and have told us that they are making documentaries for their own TV channels. Three Muslim teachers also attended the Jalsa who are friends. The IT professor named Jaladini Sahib, he says, I am grateful to the organizers of the Jalsa Salana and to the Ahmadi members in Macedonia for I have attended the Jalsa upon their invitation. The true teachings of Islam were manifest here. Even though I had previously heard and read many things about the Ahmadiyya community and the Khulafa and heard many things against the community, to come here I received all the answers. I saw the Khalifa of the community and listened to his words. I learnt a lot from them and I am very impressed by what the Khalifa had to say. He then says, Having heard the words of the Khalifa, I have firm faith that the whole world will follow this message and adopt this path which originates from God Almighty. My peace and blessings to you. A delegation from Lithuania comprising of 50 people 40 of whom were non-Ahmadis and 10 Ahmadis were in attendance. One of the ladies said, During the Jalsa I felt as if I was part of the community. The Jalsa taught us about equality, love and serving one another and its practical demonstration can be witnessed at the Jalsa itself. Another guest from Lithuania said, I am an author. Geron Mas, and I have come here to learn about Islam. The manner in which the Khalifa discoursed about the unity of God has deeply impressed me. He further states, The following words of the Khalifa, one should not only worship God, but should also seek to please him, have truly won my heart. When I return, I will write columns in the newspapers about the community and will devote an entire issue of my magazine on the community. 
although I am aware that by doing so I will experience opposition. However, I wish to take the side of the truth. After coming here, I have felt a sense of joy and contentment in my heart, and I wish to express my sincere wishes to you all and the whole community. A non-Ahmadi guest from Tajikistan, Rahim Sahib, who is a politician, said, It was the first time I had the opportunity to take part in the Jalsa and to closely observe the Ahmadiyya community. The passion with which the volunteers work day and night serves as an example for me. After meeting the Khalifa, I was able to receive many of my answers which had arisen in my mind. Sitting next to the Khalifa, I felt that true unity lies in this community. He also gave me a very comprehensive answer to my question regarding the current state of the Muslims. And I was convinced by his answer. I feel that the Ahmadiyya community in the future can unite the whole of the Muslim Ummah. I find this community to be extremely disciplined and I shall forever cherish my memories of the Jalsa and meeting the Khalifa. A lecturer from a university in Tajikistan said, I was extremely pleased by witnessing the Jalsa of the Ahmadiyya community and their level of administration. For the first time, I have witnessed such an exemplary hospitality and mutual cooperation. The Ahmadiyya community enjoys a lot of freedom here, and the address of the Khalifa of the time to the ladies provided the real solution to today's issues, and I wish that the whole world adhere to this. I also had the opportunity to meet the head of the Ahmadiyya community, and he has a lot of knowledge about media and contemporary issues. Prior to meeting him, I thought he was only a religious figure, but when I spoke to him, I gained a lot of information. He quite accurately pointed out that the media is also contributing towards the disorder being created in the world. And if the media wants, it can play a role in establishing peace. My sincere wishes are with the community and the head of the Ahmadiyya community. The mayor of Ambur, a large city of Senegal, was also in attendance. He attended the Jalsa as a representative of the Khalifa of a very prominent sect of Senegal called Murid. He also presented me a gift on the stage. He said, Although I have done the bayat of my Khalifa, however, never before have I witnessed the scenes of the bayat which I have witnessed here. When he mentioned this, he became very emotional and tears began to flow from his eyes. He further said, we also have a Khalifa, but I have never witnessed such love for Khilafat before. I have never witnessed such a sight before and nor such love shown towards the Khalifa. Today I have come to learn of how the companions would sacrifice their lives. By witnessing passion in the hearts of the people and their love, it seems that if the Khalifa were to make even a single instruction by way of a gesture, there will not be a single person who would fail to obey. I have witnessed an immense level of love and obedience in them. He further states, We also have a jalsa for three days. When our Khalifa arrives, there is no one who sits in silence. However, here when the Khalifa arrives, 
Everybody is sat in silence, ready to listen to the words of the Khalifa. I have never witnessed this amongst the followers of any worldly leader, nor any religious leader. On the third day of the Jalsa, the bed ceremony took place, and there were 42 members who were for the first time took bed to enter the community. Another guest, Burk Sahib, who came from Albania, said, I was an extremely bitter opponent of Ahmadiyyat. My brother and his friend had accepted Ahmadiyyat, and I tried my utmost to instill hatred in his heart for Ahmadiyyat. In the end, we decided that we would both pray, and whoever is in the right will be victorious. He then states, After continuous prayers, I desired to go to Jalsa and see it for myself, and also the Khalifa of the time so that I am able to make a thorough and intellectual decision. Therefore I attended the Jalsa last year and received some satisfaction, but I still had some apprehensions. But the moment I saw the face of the Khalifa, immediately all my enmity, malice, hatred and all my doubts disappeared. I no longer had any reason to oppose, and upon my return from the Jalsa I filled out the bath form, and this year I have come and had the opportunity to take the bath. He further stated, This time the challenge I faced was that my fiancée did not want to become Ahmadi. However, I convinced her and also brought her to the Jalsa. When my fiancée heard the address of the Khalifa delivered in the ladies' section, she immediately decided to join Ahmadiyyad. My fiancée said, The Khalifa of the community is extremely kind and loving, that I have been able to acquire all the blessings from this one individual alone, which the other Muslims have been deprived of. Now we shall marry as Ahmadis very soon. The report of the media coverage in Germany is as follows. From the international media, there was a Reuters World European news agency, three journalists from Macedonia TV, and various media representatives from Lithuania, Israel, and also various other representatives from online newspapers. In terms of national media coverage in Germany, there were representation from four TV stations, two print media outlets, and one radio representative. Apart from this, there were also representatives from national news agencies. At a local level, there was a representation from two TV channels, two radio stations, two print media outlets and one newspaper. All three days of the Jalsa Salana Germany were covered by various media outlets and according to the reports, through a total representation of four TV channels, two radio stations, 46 newspapers and various other media outlets, the message of Islam reached out to 62,857,000 people. There are still more articles being published apart from this. There was also media coverage in Belgium and people also expressed their sentiments. However, they have not been able to properly compile them yet. These will be published in Majid Sahib's report later on. However, the media coverage report is that a Belgian TV channel and three newspapers covered the Jalsa and two million people received the message. 
when the Belgian TV channel and newspapers would publish their reports, the people of Dilpik, where the Jalsa was taking place and is a medium-sized town with a population of 46,000, rather it has developed into a city now. There has been a lot of expansion in the last 10 to 12 years. The people of Dilbik called in and expressed their amazement at the fact that 4,000 Muslims had gathered in one place and they didn't hear anything about it. In their view, if 4,000 Muslims gather, there almost certainly should be chaos and disorder. However, they said that 4,000 Muslims gathered and they didn't even know about it. They did not receive any kind of problem and nor heard any kind of commotion. Then, through MT Africa, the various channels of Africa aired programs on the Jalsa. The Review of Religions has also started a new online program, which reached approximately 2 million to 1.98 million people. There are countless impressions of people, and some of the reports published by the newspapers and media have included such details which portray the true image of Islam. May God Almighty make this positive impact of the Jalsa an everlasting one. After the Friday prayer, I will offer a few funeral prayers in absentia. The first funeral prayer is of Sayyid Hasnat Ahmed Sahib of Canada, who passed away on 27th of August at the age of 92. To Allah we belong and to Him shall we return. He was the son of Hazrat Dr. Sayyid Shafi Ahmed Sahib, a historian from Delhi who was a companion of the promised Messiah al-Islam and Sayyidah Quraysha Tahira Saiba, better known as Begum Shafi. He was a faithful and loyal member who had great passion for the community. The deceased was a Musi. He was amongst those people who migrated to Canada in the 1970s and began to introduce the Jamaat to the Canadian media on a local, federal and provisional level. He petitioned against the injustices committed against the Ahmadis in Pakistan and strived his utmost to gain the rights given to minorities up until his last breath. He was the founder of the Human Rights and Race Relations Centre and served as a publisher and chief editor of a Canadian newspaper. He authored a plethora of books. In 1982, he presented a program on the Jamaat on Canadian TV channel called Rogers, without taking a fee. Hence, for the first time in the world, on 12th of December 1982, the pictures of the promised Messiah and the Khulafa of Ahmadiyyat were presented on Canadian television. He served as the editor of the Canadian Gazette from 1985 to 1986. For his services to humanity, the Canadian government issued a postal stamp with his picture. The Canadian government, as well as other organisations, presented him with countless awards and accolades. He had the opportunity to serve as the National Amul Kharja, i.e. External Affairs Secretary for the Canadian Jamaat, on three separate occasions. In order to uphold the rights of those Ahmadi migrants who settled in Canada, he started a fortnightly periodical in 1988, and through various editorials he raised the issue of the rights of Ahmadis with the government. This periodical contained the beliefs of the Ahmadiyya community, and he served as a valiant journalist in fighting for the rights of Ahmadis.
He has also written an introduction to the books of the Prophet Sallallahu and compiled it, which is a great scholarly achievement on his part. May Allah the Almighty elevate his status and shower his mercy and forgiveness upon him. The second funeral is of Mubarakah Shokat Sahiba, who was the wife of Hafiz Qudratullah Sahib, former missionary of Holland and Indonesia. She passed away on 8th of September at the age of 94. To Allah we belong and to Him shall we return. She was the daughter of Babu Abdul Latif Sahib. In 1940, she was married to Hafiz Qudratullah Sahib, who was a life devotee and one of the pioneering missionaries. They were together for 53 years. 20 years of that time was when Hafiz Sahib spent time away from his country for preaching endeavours. For this reason, she looked after the upbringing and moral training of their children on her own. The wives of early missionaries also offered great sacrifices and would spend 15 or 20 years away from their husbands. The deceased was a pious and saintly individual who would readily offer prayers and supplications. She would teach children how to read the Holy Quran, help the impoverished and was a sincere member. She was a regular in offering the Tahajjud prayers and would actively offer her services for her faith. She had a strong bond with Khilafat. Along with Hafiz Sahib and the rest of the family, she had the opportunity to give all the expenditure needed in the printing of the Holy Quran by the Jamaat in Qatala language. They also had the opportunity to pay all the expenditure towards the mosque in Indonesia. She is survived by one son, Azizullah Sahib, and three daughters. May Allah the Almighty enable them to continue her virtuous endeavours, and may Allah shower His mercy and forgiveness on her. She was the aunt of Atal Mujib Rashid Sahib. The third funeral is of Chaudhary Khalid Saifullah Sahib, who is a Naib Amir of Australia Jamaat. He passed away on 16th of September at the age of 87. To Allah we belong and to him shall we return. Ahmadiyat entered in his family through his paternal grandfather, Chaudhary Muhammad Khan Sahib, Number Dar, from Gilmanj, district of Gurdaspur who performed bet at the hands of the Promised Messiah in his youth in 1890. Chaudhuri Muhammad Khan Sahib holds the distinction that the Promised Messiah himself gave the message of Ahmadiyya to him. He travelled to Qadiyan and as it was time to offer Asr prayers, he went to Masjid Aqsa to offer the prayers. When he arrived, the prayers had finished and the promised Messiah was preparing to leave. They said salam and began to offer their own prayers. The promised Messiah remained seated. When they finished offering their prayers, the promised Messiah asked if they had heard of his claim. They replied that they had not received any news or heard any announcements about his claim. At this, the promised Messiah took them to his room he then narrates that there was a cupboard in his room which contained literature. 
the Prophet ﷺ asked them to take the literature and to distribute it to all the learned people of their village. He then narrates, There were only three or four people who knew how to read or write. However, I picked up 14 or 15 pamphlets which contained information about his claim. I read the pamphlet myself and was greatly influenced by it. They then went to Sikwa village where Hazrat Mia Jamaluddin Sahib and Hazrat Mia Khairuddin Sahib lived and were mutual acquaintances. They gave them the literature to read. They said that they had accepted and that they should also. Jodhri Muhammad Khan Sahib went from Sikwa straight to Qadian and requested to take the bed, which was accepted. As a result of this, he accepted Ahmadiyyat and entered the Jamaat. After performing the bed, Jodhri Muhammad Khan Sahib says he was massaging the feet of the Prophet Sallallahu He asked him hesitantly, Your Holiness, what method should I adopt to improve myself spiritually and in worldly terms? The Prophet Sallallahu replied, Our method is to offer the prayer in the correct manner and also to constantly recite istighfar, i.e. to seek forgiveness from God Almighty. On another occasion, he was again massaging the feet of the Prophet Sallallahu and he asked the same question, to which the Prophet Sallallahu replied that one should constantly recite the Rood Sharif and istighfar. Therefore, he adopted this practice throughout his life. Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmad Sahib has also written this same incident. The previous incidents were regarding the paternal grandfather of Jodhri Khalid Saifullah Sahib in relation to the Promised Messiah. Wherever Khalid Saifullah Sahib resided, he worked in different capacities for the Jamal. including serving as member of the Standing Committee for the 100-year Jubilee celebrations. He served as the head of the Dastur Committee for the Majlis Qudamlam di Ashura. He served as the General Secretary for the Faisalabad Jamaat. He also served as the Financial Secretary for Markazi Ahmadiyya Engineering Association and also local president of Civil Line Lahore and Tarbila. He also served as the Amir of the Benghazi Jamaat in Libya. He served as the President of Ansar Allah Australia Naib Amir of Australia Jamaat and after the demise of Mahmud Bengali Sahib I appointed him temporarily as the acting Amir for a short while he fulfilled his duties to the best of his abilities he had an extraordinary level of loyalty and obedience to Khilafat he has rendered many other notable services and led a complete life he was a learned individual and his articles would often be published in the magazine and periodicals of the Jamaat. However, he had a simple nature and would always smile and had an agreeable personality. May Allah the Almighty elevate his status and grant him forgiveness. The deceased was a Musi and leaves behind three daughters and two sons. His eldest son, Muhammad Umar Khalid Sahib, resides here in the UK and is the local president of the modern Jamaat. His younger son resides in Australia 
and is serving as the National Secretary for Waqf Jadid. Aside from this, he also has daughters. May Allah the Almighty enable all of his children to continue.